every decision I've ever made in my life or every decision that has been made for me has led me to where I am now. We love we love the fantasy. We love we love the pretend, but if you're going to dream big, you got to plan big. There are times where I do fall for the typical worries of I need to make bank. Sometimes I worry Nick that I live too much in fantasies and in reality. How do we know is real? That's a very good question. And I think about that question a lot. Money. As necessary as it is, how much should it dictate the value of how we live our life? In this episode, Yane joins us today to share with us his upbringing and the values he has been taught. How to live a carefree life and fantasy versus reality. How both can bring meaning into our lives. Without further ado, my name is Nikki Adopt. And this is the next adventure podcast. Yanni. Yes. Nick. You can kill a king without a sword and you can light fire without a match. What needs to burn is your imagination. Konstantin Stanislavski. 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 Yeah, Stanislavski. He said that? In Actors Prepare. Oh. I read the book, actually. I totally read the book. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. What do you take from that quote, though? You can kill a king without a sword. You can light a flame without a match. Konstantin Stanislavski from An Actor Prepares was kind of, it was kind of the defining book for modern acting. Um, and a lot of his uh, theories revolve around the reality of thought and imagination, how, how real it is to imagine being. Because before Konstantin Stanislavski's time, Konstantin Stanislavski's time, before his time, um, acting was mostly gesture based. So to show sadness, you would have to do like a certain like gesture to show your sad happiness would be a certain gesture and things like that. And there was no psychological realness to the craft. Uh, what I take from that quote was his, like just trying to express the realness of imagination and thought and how it is in most ways magical to be on the stage or not being on the stage, but to, to have that realness within. Nice. Yeah. The reason why I brought that quote up is yeah. one, you are a theater actor <laughs> and that's how I kind of came to know you. Yeah. And yeah, I sort of like links to you, but what I really want to ask from there before we get into the self-introduction would be, what does it mean to live? What does it mean to live? To be. That first part in Hamlet's monologue, to be or not to be. Uh, not to be is to to not be, and to be is <laughs> surprise, surprise, <laughs> to be, um, to become, to live is to become, to to experience pretty much everything in its fullness, not to leave any anything out. Uh, what does it mean to live, to not die? But that's just translating Hamlet's soliloquy. Mm. Um, to be is to experience. To experience. To experience. Nice. To to journey. To 
life is i mean like this it resonates so much life is an adventure i think i was recently on a flight to and from madrid and on the way i was watching the hobbit and damn those hobbits were being you know on the way to middle earth I'm sorry, I'm like fantasy, yeah, fantasy references. I I, I fucking love fantasy mm. and sci-fi and all that shit. So, uh, what does it mean to be to be can? What does it mean to live to be? It really depends on what meaning you give your life. If living to you is you know, binging Netflix, then please be. That's gonna be me in the next few days, binging Netflix before school starts. Mm-hmm. But if that's what it means to live then live that way. If living for you is uh, grinding 18 hours a day, then please grind 18 hours a day because this is your definition of living. This is you. Um, for me personally right now, living is, I'm in that stage where I'm trying to like, you know, find a, find a proper job to help support myself. So that is my living right now. But before that, I'm going to have to binge Sandman. Nice. for my version of living so yeah yeah <laughs> one thing that really drew me is how chill you are thank you yeah you don't seem to have that mentality of not even struggling with where you want to go and sort mm. of like a free spirit so to speak yeah yeah can we give a little context on um your life and where who are you basically okay yeah. so um my name is yane von yago legumen palarwan a long name most um post hispanic names are quite long Mm -hmm. uh people call me yane i grew up in the philippines born and raised in the philippines went to boarding school there uh i think at the age of 16 i came to singapore with my parents my dad found a position here and um uh from there oh no wait hold on Yeah, I graduated high school in the Philippines. I was planning to go straight to the workforce, working in theater, um, but moved to Singapore and decided to do the extra two years of senior high school. But Singapore system does not really allow foreigners as easily into their educational system. So I had to go to international school to do my two years of senior high school. Um, It was a very eye-opening experience to go from school to the workforce and then back to school. Um, cause I was thrown into a room of kids once again, which was, mm. anyways, uh, I finished high school a second time and then I had to decide what to do from there. I had a few options. I had uh, take, I wanted to take cultural anthropology in Japan. And then another option was art school in the U S or art school in Singapore. Uh, when I wanted, I really wanted to do cultural anthropology in Japan and like break away from the art because I come from an artistic family. Everyone in my family is an artist to some degree. And so when I wanted to make the decision to go into cultural anthro, my parents were like, if you don't take art now, you will never take art ever again in your life. It's not that they pressured me to take art, but I was kind of pressured to. I kind of felt that my place in my family uh, was based on whether or not I was an artist, which is kind of bad 
but now I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I've come to terms with it. It's fine. It's cool. It's not every day you find an Asian that's like, oh, you come, you're Asian. Like you must do sciences and shit. I'm like, nah, dude, I do art. So, uh, that, that's my family background in a, in a jiffy. Uh, I ultimately decided to take arts in Singapore. I had two choices, uh, one art school at the other art school. I took the other art school because I didn't have enough money for mm. the first art school. Am I doing that right? I'm, I did that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't regret my decisions. Every decision I've ever made in my life or every decision that has been made for me has led me to where I am now in this lovely room doing a podcast with you and has led me to the people I love today. So it's a, I, I feel like it's a waste of time to regret the decisions that I've made in the past instead live with what I have and continue to go forward from here. Hmm. Um, right now I am doing my bachelor's in bachelor's in performance making in an art school. And, uh, <laughs> I'm doing that right, right? Yeah, yeah, you're doing okay. that right. <laughs> uh, I'm doing my bachelor's in another in an art school, and um, hopefully uh, once that's done, maybe after a few years, I can pursue cultural anthropology. But I want to take a break from, from school after this one. It's been a long ride. I'm 23, and I've been in school all my life. I want to I wanna break mm-hmm. a long, a long, long break. But yeah, that's nice. that's my life so far. One thing that it quite inspires me in terms of what you said just now of off camera, where you find what you're looking for. Yeah, and it also goes along the lines with living life with intent. Yeah. You kind of know where you're going, and at the same time, you don't. But you're going yeah. somewhere. Can you explain that? The only way to go is forward, Nick. There's. That's if if you don't know where to go, go forward. Just take that step forward. Wake up in the morning. Um, right now, I'm very very fortunate to have a vision in my mind of where I want to be, and um, it might be like a very elaborate vision, maybe unrealistic, but you have to take the steps to get there. You're not going to own a penthouse in the CBD. When you wake up tomorrow morning, I'm sorry, Nick, I know you want that penthouse and the CBD <laughs> tomorrow morning, but you got to grind real hard, oh, okay. <laughs> break the banks to get there if you want it tomorrow morning. Yeah. But if you, if you give yourself like a plan and like a vision of how to get there and re- I mean, it has to be realistic. Come on. We love, we love the fantasy. We love, we love the pretend, but uh, if you're going to dream big, you got to plan big. Um, you find what you look for. If, you're really, really looking for that, you know, that studio in the woods, that um, life that you dream of, then you're going to make plans to get there. And those are very different plans from having house in the CBD, penthouse in the CBD. Right. Um, you find what you look for. And there's this other one that I didn't, that I didn't mention earlier. It's if you really, 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 really want something, there is no reason in heaven or earth why you shouldn't have it. No reason at all. Which I think, okay, I have to do a little privilege check there. Okay, I think I checked it. I think it's good. Um, <laughs> but 
if you really wanted something, you would have it. If I re, I mean the, I mean I'm not sure if it applies to everyone, but I think the reason why I don't have a Ferrari is because I deep down inside I don't want a Ferrari.、Mm-hmm. I mean I really wanted a folding bike at、mm-hmm. one point, and you pull the strings to get you to that position where you have yourself a folding bike.、Mm-hmm. If you really want that penthouse in the CBD, I'm sorry, I. I'm gonna try to stop bringing up <laughs> the penthouse and the CBD. Oh my god! All right.、Um, if you really want that, there's no reason why you shouldn't have it.、Mm-hmm. You find what you look for. Yep. Is the pen okay? The pen is fine. Okay. People are listening on Spotify. I dropped my pen. It's a fountain pen. It's it a fountain pen. Dollars. How much? Twenty dollars. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's fine. The new one is coming soon. <laughs> Stay、Let's、tuned, not, folks, for the new let's pen. Let's not talk about pens. Okay. <laughs> But. This is yeah. I totally agree.、Mm. What do you think about money and its value, though? Something、money、that you were talking about just now,、money. where yeah, I'm gonna bring it up. The penthouse and everything, and、yeah. Ferraris, and this costs a lot of money and、mm. everything. At the same time, a lot of people that I meet kind of say that when they're not doing anything, they are wasting their time、mm. because. Therefore, they're not making any money, and、mm. they get feel very stressed. They get very pulled by society and everything. You don't have that. <laughs> Why? What is your secret? Or it's finding things to value in life besides money.、Uh, my parents taught me to invest, but not in money. Invest in people. Invest in friends. Invest in the lives of the people you love, and. It kind of resonated me, and it's something that I carry with me very dearly in my life today.、Uh, friends will be there for a long time.、Uh, money you can spend one night in what's that club? Let's not name it. Okay, yeah, that's true. In <laughs> Any club, that club, basically. In that club, yeah, you can you can spend your money in a club. Yeah, and you can earn that money in however much it takes you to earn that money.、Mm-hmm. I, again, if you really want something, you'd have it. If you really wanted money to validate your life, there's no reason why you shouldn't have it. You would look for that job with that position to get you the the resources that get, that makes you fulfilled.、Mm-hmm. I don't work for that resource.、Mm-hmm. That is not the resource that fuels me. It's a resource that's there, and it's quite an important resource to some, to most, to everyone, I think. But it's not the resource that that validates my actions. I don't see myself happier or sadder. With more of that resource, although I do see myself happier with more, you know, friends, with more important connections with with people. You can't talk to money.、Hmm. You can, I mean, sure, go ahead, talk to it, but it's not going to talk back. It's not going to. It's not going to tell you that you're okay. It's going to tell you what you can spend on, but not that you're okay. And okay, yeah, maybe you could make the argument that you could use that money to like get stuff to make you okay. Yeah, sure, whatever. But the point is, money's not going to talk back to you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, a question that I've always had over the past few weeks is:、mm. if money it wasn't a motivator, what would you be doing? I mean, money isn't the motivator for me, <laughs> so I'm kind of just doing. <laughs>、mm-hmm. Uh, if money isn't a motivator. What would I be doing? Anything, anything else besides making it, money. That is、mm. it. Um, there's so many things out there, Nick.、Mm. So many beautiful things. 
You cannot pay for a sunset. You cannot pay for a lovely breeze. Yeah, okay, fine. You can make the argument that you can like pay for a plane ticket to go there. But <laughs> you see, mankind is obsessed with what it can control. In a way, I am too. In in some ways. Uh, if your environment doesn't suit you, you manipulate your environment to suit you. And um, money is one of those things that help you manipulate it. For me, it's my friends and where I choose to put myself mm -hmm. and how I choose to look at the sunset. Mm -hmm. um, you can't buy a sunset. You can fly to a place, but the sun will set when it wants to. The clouds will be where it wants to. And you can't control that. Um, you can control who you make friends with. You can control who you love, who you choose to love. And, you know, in life, you just choose what you can and cannot control. Hmm. It's, it's your choice. What changed your thinking to this I'll in terms of what the value is for your life? I Okay, I would say I was privileged enough to grow up in a household that did not value money in the first place. And um, not a lot of people have that. I have to acknowledge it because a lot of people grow up in households where you have to make a certain amount of bank. You have to meet a certain kind of expectation. And I was fortunate enough to grow up in a family where where these sorts of expectations were not really you know, valued in our family. Uh, what was valued was the friendship. The friendship is magic. Let's go. Mm -hmm. um, what was valued was the friendship, the connections, and the love that we have for each other as as a family. And I would say that's a privilege that I have that not many people do. Um, however, you know, there are times where I do fall for the typical worries of I need to make bank. Um, what brings me away from that is friends, people I love. I'm constantly reminded by these people that I don't need to have bank to, to have them. And that's the beauty of like having genuine people in your life. It's that reassurance that you're okay. You're enough. You don't need anything else, anything extra to earn my love. And that's, that's something else, man. Hmm. Not, not a lot of people have that. And I think the world would be a better place if they had more people, if we had more people loving each other instead of making walls, making barriers, blocking each other out of our hearts yeah I hope that I hope that, I'm kind of like yeah. just circling around no, yeah that's good because it brought a new question you sure shoot what is love what is love off camera we were talking about how you we kind of I'm in the same school technically yeah and uh, we went to London because it was our exchange program yeah and <laughs> long story short you met someone well they met me well technically well, okay, we both met each other, okay, but right. like... <laughs> the point is, I always had this perception of love because you were just talking about how people should just love each other and yeah. everything. The kind of love that you just explained is very different in terms of how people around me, envi my environment, where love is on a phone oh. and you must get through that and that's the only mm. way. People don't see that you can actually meet someone at the library and... From then, that's sort of like the you're the one kind of thing. Yeah. Nobody tells me that um, that's possible, basically. Okay. Can you talk First about stuff, that? Nick. Yeah. There's different kinds of love. Yeah. Okay. 
um, there's different kinds of love out there. There's romantic love, friendship love, and everything. Uh, when I say people loving each other, I don't always mean in a romantic way. It would be good, and it's awesome that people love each other in a romantic way, but I think we we need to find other ways to love each other. Mm. I love you, man. Mm. But, no, no, there's no but. I love you, man. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah th there's different kinds of love. Love for the sunset is different for love for a partner. Love that you share in a bedroom with your partner is different from love that you share with your parents. And to just acknowledge and realize that these loves exist, that these loves are real, it kind of, I don't know, it fills me with happiness. It fills me with, with joy, knowing that like I don't really need to find myself in a romantic relationship to feel any sort of love because love exists in many forms. I, I'm fortunate enough to to be in a romantic kind of love with my partner. You want me to tell that story? I mean, like, I love it. I love telling this story. Um, so we met in a non-traditional, I mean, like, we didn't, we didn't swipe through a phone to find each other. Um, love finds you. Love finds you. You can look for it, and sometimes you will find it, and that's great. But at the end of the day, it is night, and at night, you either are found or not. So again, like you manipulate your environment to suit your needs. If swiping on your phone to find love is what helps you to find what you look for, then then do that, then do that. But there are some things in life that find you. Mm. Yes. Yeah. The reason why I went off tangent into romantic love and I understood the love that you're talking about where there are many different kinds of yeah. loves, right? One thing that you said in that sentence just now was, mm. um, it's real in terms of the feeling and the kind of thing, right? Now, this is part of your personality where you like role-playing games, is it? Oh, uh, yeah. I, that's the fantasy side of it, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love any, everything sci-fi, everything fantasy, everything. I mean, role-playing games is just a part of, it's an extension of that, that desire. Sometimes I worry, Nick, that I live too much in fantasy than in reality, but it's gotten me this far and it's made me happy. So who to blame? That's sort of like the big question in this entire podcast. Really? How do you how do we know what is real? How our feelings are real? Whether in the oh. fantasy world, whether in love, whether in um what you basically are doing in terms of living also. And one of the questions was uh what how how is it to live? Mm. Huh? So this is like the closure of this entire podcast of what is real? What how is do we know real? it's real? That's a very good question, Nick. That's a very good question. And I think about that question a lot. And in all the drunken nights with friends in the past, in all the times, oh, I don't think I can say anything as incriminating as that, but in high altitude, hmm. it's, it's been thought a lot. What is real? We've come to the point in our evolution as a species where, you know, we... We've come so far, we still don't know the answer what is real. And um, my, my take on it is real is what you make. I mean, I open my eyes, this is real. And not a lot of people can see that. So identifying the realness of life, the realness of things, I would say is kind of like a skill that you have to learn. You have to pick it up. Um, 
there are things you can do to help you identify what real is and what isn't. Um, some of that is your education, going to school. Going to an art school for me helped me identify what was real, what is fantasy, what can I manipulate in this world to make, to make real or not. And some people think, you know, ads are real. I mean, okay. Real is, real is what you make in the world. Hold on, I gotta need to think about this. I love this question so much. Magic is real. I believe that. Not like fireball magic, but like, you know, have you seen a sunset, Nick? Mm-hmm. That's magical. That shit setting over the horizon, that that's real. And that's beautiful. And that's magical. Falling in love is real. And it's magical. It changes your life. Um what is real in acting as well are people acting on stage are they real i mean stanislavski certainly thinks so that in order to like really pull the audience into your into your acting he doesn't even want to call it acting into your being you have to have some you have to have and exhibit some sort of realness within you can't just do a gesture and people will fall for that i mean it works but it's not it doesn't hit uh, with music as well, with art, with everything that you do, with this sitting in front of each other and talking to each other. This is real. The audience is real. And they're experiencing this. Real is what you make. Um, and real is magic. So I guess that's what real is. It's funny. I answer real is magic. And then, but we've grown to accept that magic is fantasy and fantasy is not real. But is it really? Is fantasy really not real? When you watch the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy, okay, yeah, maybe it's not for everyone. But when I watch the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy, I mean, I'm moved by it. It's such a compelling story that to me, it's real. Real is what I make. And I make it real. I, I choose to to be moved by this piece of media, to be affected by it. I choose to accept that the sunset is indeed magic, that love exists, and that I am in love, and I'm happy in love. And I love that. And that is real. So, oof, wow. Yeah, what is real? We'll still keep asking this question to time immemorial. This question will exist long after we are gone, long after the otters take over the island, and it will happen. Otter uprising. <laughs> Prepare yourself. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Before we depart Before from depart. this podcast, what is something that you want to tell the people who are listening and watching in about how they can take their first step to sort of find themselves, in a sense, lack of better words? Let's see. I got to be careful with this one. Hmm. Something I want to say. To dis- dis- discovering yourself is not an easy task. It's it's going to take time and it's going to take practice. I would tell you to be patient with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Love yourself. Hydrate. Please hydrate. Whatever whatever the fuck you do, hydrate. Um, keep yourself going and. That is not an easy thing to do. It's easy to say, oh, yeah, just keep going, you know, just keep moving forward. Adelante, si. Buen camino. But it's, it's, it's easier said than done. 
and um, if you can't move, if you can't move your body, move your finger. And if you can't move your finger, close your eyes and open them. Blink. If you can't do that, breathe. And I pray to all that is holy that you breathe and that you wake up today. Yeah. Nice. One step at a time. Keep going forward. Blink Camino. Yeah. My name is Nikki Adopt. My name is Yane Palarman. And we hope to see you guys on the next adventure. Goodbye. Adios. Adios.